do you spend three years with someone, go looking for them, and not recognize them when you see them? How does this happen? How, do, how is it that we fail to see? All religious teachings are about seeing, seeing correctly. The Buddha means, I am awake, I can see. And Jesus is always saying, wake up, stay awake. If the eyes of your heart see clearly, then you can see clearly. How do we forget how to see? That's going to be the topic of the sermon today. The resurrection is a tricky one to talk about. Every Easter I get to do it, and it's like, what, so, what is something new that you can say and that you can hear? Because is it really just about Jesus coming back to life? Is that what this story is about? Didn't Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead? So if it's just about coming back to life, back to life what's special about this? As a matter of fact, in the Hebrew scriptures, Elisha raises two people back from the dead. One while he's alive, and the second one is a very interesting and strange story where they are burying a body, and they put the body in the ground, and it touches Elisha's bones, and the body comes back to life. This is a pretty cool trick. So what is it about the resurrection that makes this story amazing and different and meaningful and something that for 2,000 years we need to hang on to, we need to talk about, and we need to live. It's often been said that Christmas is for children because Christmas is about babies being born in a manger with donkeys and sheep and all this other good stuff and there's lots of presents and it's a fun day. Easter, although we have the Easter Bunny, which is kind of pagan, which is okay, I guess. Um, but Easter really is the culmination of Good Friday, where you've got a cross, and you've got a crown of thorns, and you've got a side that's pierced with a spear. And Easter is really not a day that is about children. It's for adults. And today I want to challenge that. So I brought um, my heavy-hitting book a book that my mother read to me when I was little. It's St. Exupere's The Little Prince. How many of you have read this book or have had the book read to you? Most of you. Good. All right. So we're going to go through this. The narrator of this book, he's a grown-up, but he doesn't really want to be a grown-up. When he was little, we need the next slide. When he was a grown-up, he had two pictures that he drew when he was six. The first picture was um, of a boa constrictor that had eaten an elephant. Because he had read this wonderful story in National Geographic or something like it about how pythons swallow, or the boa constrictor swallow their prey whole and then sleep for six months while they digest the meal. I mean, this is the life for me. I mean, I think my cat has a good because he sleeps 17 hours a day. But think of it. You eat your prey for six months, you get to take a siesta. Life is good. Okay, so the first picture 
is a picture of a boa constrictor surrounding an elephant. And every time you would show a picture to an adult, they would say, what is it? It's a hat. So he drew drawing number two, which is on the bottom, which shows, in fact, the elephant inside the boa constrictor. And they just said, you really need to just stick to geography and mathematics and writing and, and, and things of, of consequence and importance so that you can grow up and be responsible. So he said, you know, basically at six years old, he gave up his dream of being an artist and became irresponsible. And then he becomes, to, um, he, he becomes a pilot later on. And he breaks down in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And he's a 1,000 miles from anyone. And this little boy comes up to him with little curly hair. And he says, if you please, sir, can you draw me a sheep? What? If you please, sir, draw me a sheep. So he draws drawing number one. And the little prince says, I don't want to see a picture of a boa constrictor that swallowed an elephant. <laughs> I asked for a picture of a sheep. Draw me a sheep, please. So he draws a sheep. And he hasn't drawn since he's six. Okay? So uh, little prince says, it's too sickly. It's scrawny. It's not very healthy. And the next picture is, well, it's got horns. And the little prince says, that's not a sheep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Duh. It's not a sheep. What are you thinking? So the third picture is of an old sheep. And it's like, that's too sickly. That's not going to be around all that long. So finally, the mechanic is broken. I mean, he's broken down in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Yeah. So he draws a picture of a box with three air holes in it. And Little Griff says, oh, that's perfect. Oh, look, he's gone to sleep. Yeah, he's gone to sleep. What happens over the, this is why, we didn't need a children's sermon because this is really for kids. Kids, get this stuff, okay? And what he learns is, he had this, he had a rose. And, and the little prince, he loved his rose. But, and he tended the rose and he watered the rose. And she was very coquettish and she was very vain and she said you got to cover me with a glass globe at night and you got to cover me with a windscreen during the day because you know the draft <laughs> I have a little cough <laughs> so and then she starts talking about her mighty thorns and she has mighty mighty thorns she's got four thorns and she says even tigers are afraid of me and now he's beginning to doubt the rose because it's like tigers aren't afraid of little thorns on roses, are they? And so he gives up on, the, he gets very disillusioned. And he, and he goes away and he, and he goes to all these wonderful planets and he meets grown-ups. He meets an accountant that all day he counts the stars because if you count them, you own them because he's the first one to think about it. And the little prince said, you know, I have three little volcanoes two of which I cook my meals on, and one of them is extinct, but you never know. You never know. He cleans those out once a week. He says, you know, I'm of use to my volcanoes. I'm of use to my, my rose, because I water every day, but you are of no use to the stars. 
And he meets a, a tippler who's, who's drinking, and he says, why, you know, why are you drinking? I drink to forget. What are you, you know, what are you trying to, I drink because I'm ashamed. And I'm trying to forget. What are you trying to forget? That I have a drinking problem. <laughs> and, you know, he meets adult after adult after adult on his way down to earth, and eventually he meets a little fox. And the fox tells him the truth, which is, it is only with the heart that one can see rightly. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible. It is the time that you have wasted, in quotes, on your rose that makes your rose unique and special and beautiful. Mary can't see Jesus in the garden because she's not looking with her heart. She's looking with her eyes. And after the little prince gets his sheep in a box, and he's asking, I'm going to read a few pages, and it's not my words, they're better than my words, so you'll have to put up with it because it's my floor at the time. So he's asking about the sheep. He said, a sheep, it... Um, it eats anything in its reach. Even flowers that have thorns? Yes, even flowers that have thorns. Now remember, he's in the middle of the desert trying to fix his plane. He's got a few days left. Then the thorns. What use are they? I did not know. At that moment, I was very busy trying to unscrew a bolt that had got stuck in my engine. I was very much worried, for it was becoming clear to me that the breakdown of my plane was extremely serious. And I had so little drinking water left that I had to fear the worst. The thorns, what use are they? The little prince never let go of a question once he had asked it. Remind you of children? As for me, I was upset about the bolt. I answered with the first thing that came into my head. The thorns are of no use at all. Flowers have thorns just for spite. <laughs> oh. There was a moment of complete silence, and the little prince flashed back at me with a kind of resentfulness. I don't believe you. Flowers are weak creatures. They are naive. They reassure themselves as best they can. They believe that their thorns are terrible weapons. I did not answer. At that instant, I was saying to myself, if this bolt still won't turn, I'm going to knock it out with a hammer. Again, the little prince disturbed my thoughts. You... You actually believe that the flowers... Oh, no, I cried. No, 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 I don't believe anything. I answered you with the first thing that came into my head. Don't you see? I am very busy with matters of consequence. He stared at me, thunderstruck. Matters of consequence? He looked at me there with my hammer in my hand, my fingers black with engine grease, bending down over an object which seemed to him extremely ugly. You talk just like the grown-ups. That made me a little ashamed. But he went on relentlessly. You mix everything up together. You confuse everything. He was really very angry. He tossed his golden curls in the breeze. I know a planet where there is a certain red-faced gentleman. He has never smelled a flower. He has never looked at a star. He has never loved anyone. He has done nothing except add up figures all day long. And all day long, he says, over and over, just like you, I am busy with matters of consequence. 
and that makes him swell up with pride. But he is not a man, he is a mushroom. <laughs> a what? A mushroom. The little prince was now white with rage. The flowers have been growing thorns for millions of years, and for millions of years the sheep have been eating them just the same. And it is not a matter of consequence to try to understand why the flowers go to so much trouble to grow thorns when they are never of any use. Is the warfare between the sheep and the flowers not important? Is it not of more consequence that a fat-faced gentleman sums? And if I know, I myself know one flower which is unique in the world, which grows nowhere but on my planet, but which one single sheep can destroy in a single bite some morning without even noticing what he is doing. Oh, you think that is not important? His face turned from white to red as he continued. If someone loves a flower of which just one single blossom grows in all the millions and millions of stars, it is enough to make him happy just to look at the stars. He can say to himself, somewhere my flower is there. But if the sheep eats the flower, in one moment all his stars will be darkened. And you think that is not important? So our pilot draws a muzzle for the sheep and a pen to put him in at night. But that is the resurrection. It is said that we all grow up at the cost of our innocence. We all grow up at the cost of our innocence. And yet, Jesus said, if you do not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, if you do not laugh in church loudly when it's funny when it's funny then you miss everything we yeah exactly i had to pay him a lot to do this there will be a reckoning afterwards i, I guarantee you this unless we become like little children and know that it's not just about after you die, you know, you know, the thing is, you know, we eat pie in the sky and the sweet by and by after we die. Okay, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's the old adage. I mean, there's, there's a truth that death is not the end. You don't just go on the ground and just lie there. Anybody who's had a friend, a, a loved one die, realizes that, you know, if you really, if you have somebody you really love and you start doing stuff that they really don't like, they will haunt you. I mean, we all know this. But death is not the end. And that's the, the adult mind needs to hang on to that. And that's fine. But Jesus said, don't stop there. Don't stop there. Because the resurrection is about the relationships that we forge in our lives. It's about the time that we waste on one another. It's about the time that makes a rose that you water every day, a person you care for, a, a sick adult, a, a parent, a child, whatever, that you take the time day after day and you care for. That relationship matters. 
And the resurrection is about living so that you can see the relationships that matter. And that when you see the stars in the sky, you can laugh and you can dance. And I want to read the end of this, the very end of the book. Because what the, the narrator um, forgot to do was he forgot on the muzzle of the sheep. He forgot to put on the strap that goes along the back. And so the muzzle really isn't going to do the little prince any good. So here's the last two paragraphs. Here then is a great mystery. For you also who love the little prince and for me, nothing in the universe can be the same if somewhere, we do not know where, a sheep that we never saw has, yes or no, eaten a rose. Look up at the sky, ask yourself, is it yes or no? Has a sheep eaten the flower? And you will see how everything changes. And no grown-up will ever understand that this is a matter of so much consequence. We are called as Christians to embrace the truth of the resurrection, which is going from being afraid with our heads down into the garden to being able to sing our praises and to be able to cherish the ones that we love. If we can do this, we are a resurrection people. Amen.